Snookalopy nuts are we, me and him and them and me. We'll show you what we can do with a load of balls and a snooker cue. Pot the red then screw back for the yellow, green, brown, blue, pink and black. Snooker loopy nuts are we. We're all snooker loopy. Hello and welcome to the Snooker Loopy podcast. My name is Tom Mayhew and I'm here and joined by my very good friend. It's Joe the Plod Hannard. Well, thank you very much, Tom, for that wonderful introduction. It's uh, a good evening here and a good evening everybody at home. Who, who in particular gets a good evening, Joe? Good evening, Hazel. Yeah, good evening, Hazel. There we go. And speaking of Hazel, Joe, I think everyone's going to be wondering. Let's get straight into it because I've I've not actually spoken to you about this since the last podcast. We all know you made your big competitive return. <laughs> I did. At the Hazel Grove Snooker Centre. I did. Uh, I can't see a trophy behind you anywhere. No. Uh, but take us through it. How did, how did you do? How was it? So, the, well, it was a charity tournament. If you didn't tune into the last um, podcast, then you won't know about this. But, uh, yeah, I did throw me hat into the ring of a tournament at my local snooker club, Hazel Grove. And uh, it was... Back end of September, 24th of September, I think it was. And uh, there were 24 people in the tournament. Um, therefore, there was eight people that got a buy through to the last 16. Um, I wasn't one of them. <laughs> in fact, there was, a lot, there was a lot of controversy before uh, we got into it because uh, there was another guy called Joe who, who hadn't turned up. And then he was like, oh, is anybody called Joe here? And I'm called Joe, so I put my hand up. So he thinks that I'm the Joe that hasn't turned up yet. And then when the Joe that hadn't turned up yet turns up, it it was all a bit of a palaver, Tom. Um, but anyway, it all got sorted out. So I was playing somebody in the in the, in the first round. It was best of three um, until the final, which was best of five. So uh, normal snooker rules, you know. Starting at zero zero fifteen reds, um, all of that good stuff. So anyway, I've th- this guy, um, he he goes, oh, do you play snooker much? And I'm like, yeah. He's, I'm like, what's your high break? And he's, oh, I'd be happy to get thirty today. Um, something. Oh God, I haven't, I haven't played in a few weeks. If he's thinking they're knocking in thirty breaks, I'm uh, I'm in trouble. But we get down uh, first frame. Uh, break off, get him tight on the ball cushion. What does he do? He gets down, knocks in a long red, and I'm thinking, oh, Christ. Um, but then next ball, he misses by about six foot. So uh, I thought, oh, okay. I get down, I knock in a 27 break um, <laughs> straight away. So uh, I think I scared him off a little bit. Uh, it went very scrappy after that, won the first frame. Um, then second frame, a lot tighter. Uh, he actually got to snookers required in the uh, in the second frame. Uh, we had a bit of safety on the pink. I snookered him uh, behind the black, and he, he missed it, went in off, um, <gasps> and uh, Captain Goodspeed steps up, knocks in the long pink, pots the black, 2-0, shakes his hand, he's through oh! the next round. Good stuff, good stuff. Um, I, I was just happy to win a frame, but, you know... Win the first match, very good. Um, on to the next match, 
so yeah, we were waiting around for a little bit uh, for the second match to begin. Some people obviously had buys. Uh, they were waiting a good couple of hours because these matches weren't quick, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was ploddy snooker. Um, but yeah, went over to to play the next match against a guy I don't know the name of. Let's let's go for Steve uh, Steve Davis. Um, <laughs> so. Um, played pretty terribly in the first frame uh, got down to the colours he'd left the pink over the middle so I'm getting down to play the pink I only need the pink to win the frame and uh, overcut the pink it rolls around the cup and hits the other, like, hits both jaws of the middle pocket Oh, um, so yeah disaster uh, he gets down knocks in the pink, knocks in the black wins the first frame so I'm 1-0 down um, obviously two to play still and then uh, next two frames play pretty well he f- just can't take any chances and I'm thinking you know what I- I'm going to beat this guy I just every time I wasn't on an easy pot I just played safe and mm. I think that's what, what, what got me through almost um, uh, you know ahead was being proficient in the safety game other people just went for everything and i i, I was playing safety um so yeah i managed to get back into that match uh you know back to one all into the decider similar story in the the third frame and we did uh get th- get over the line uh two one so oh! that was through the last 16 Whoa. into the quarterfinals wow and who do i come up against but uh the person i talked about in the last podcast five nil phil <gasps> that's his name five nil phil mm-hmm. who apparently beats everybody five nil you can't beat them five nil if it's in a first to two Yes, exactly. So 5 0 Phil, and I'm like, oh, are you the Phil? Um, <laughs> and he was like, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, anyway, he gets down. Hey, you know, he, he's, he's all right. I'm thinking, hey, if this is the best this club has got, then maybe, uh, may, maybe you know, maybe I can weasel my way in here. So we, we have a close first frame, gets down to the colours. Um, I knock it a cracking brown into the long brown um screw across the table and coming up to try and pot the blue but uh slightly snookered by the pink so i can't pot the blue it, it, it would be an easy blue if it rolled an inch further easy blue easy pink frame one one um so i think mm, it wasn't an easy safety shot let's try and swerve it round, pot the blue and it uh, jaws in the pocket so five nil fill steps up blue pink and black frame one done and then frame two i think think we got to the brown and uh you know similar story he got the first chance on the brown and and cleared up but that that's uh that's the way it goes so five nil phil did beat me two nil but uh it was a closer match than a five nil phil reputation would uh would suggest but i was delighted quarter final i mean it i was drained by it i think the pressure the sheer pressure of playing in a tournament was was like nothing else really yeah, it was it was very bizarre, but yes, I was very happy to get to the quarterfinal, but I didn't get any further. Tom, I'm sorry to let you down. No, I mean quarterfinals available for semi-final. Oh, as what well. was the prize for the semi-final? I think it was fifty quid or something. So, and how much was entry? Ten quid. It was twenty pound entry. Ten of which went to charity. Ten of which went into the prize. That's why I think, Joe, if you weren't playing for money, I think you would have won. Oh, I didn't care about the money. <laughs> 
But I shouldn't say that. Also, I mean, there was there was raffle prizes available. Michael Carrick's boots. You know, I mean, who wouldn't want a, a pair of Michael Carrick's boots? Match worn. You know, if you want the the Huey smell of a um, Old Trafford turf. <laughs> who doesn't want that, Joe? Who doesn't want exactly. disgusting stink of Michael <laughs> Carrick's feet? The stench, yes. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a good day out. I don't think 5 0, well, no, 5 0 Phil didn't win the, the tournament, so it was somebody else beat him eventually. Don't know if it was in the semi final or final, but yeah. Um, Did you stay and watch? No, I was straight out of the arena, Tom. <laughs> straight straight out of the arena, into the car, back back home, and, and that was that. But, uh, I mean, it was a good four hours, you know, four, four five hours of match play i was so done by that point so yeah well how many frames is that is that eight frames you played in a day yeah eight frames which you know and not it was a session of snooker essentially mm. you know at the crucible the sessions are eight frames obviously you don't wait around so much at the crucible <laughs> and the frames might not last quite as long i mean the frames didn't last too you, you know me tom i play quite quick anyway so mm. I, I, you know i wasn't dragging the frames down but boy some of the other tables were dreadful in terms of just slow play i just yeah um but luckily i i didn't have too much of that it was it was pretty fluent and yeah it was good it, it was a good tournament and hopefully uh there'll be some more coming up i know i've been added to a whatsapp group of uh people arranging tournaments so we'll we'll see and i'll keep uh keep people in the loop of how the the career the comeback goes yeah you'll be you'll be uh, on the pro tour this time next year i mean put it this way i won more matches than stephen hendry in his comeback haven't i so <laughs> you know <laughs> I've already played three. <laughs> That's good, though, mate. I'm really glad you did so well because it, I mean, it would have been a real damp squib if you just went, oh, I lost two frames and that was it. Lost 2 0, that was it, yeah. I was worried that was going to happen when he got down, knocked in a long red. I thought, oh, Christ. But uh, then he started missing by six miles, so. Yeah, very, very bizarre. Good. Well, congratulations, Joe. Uh, the Snooker Loopy podcast is proud of you. We'll, Thank you. We'll have to spot. Yes, I wore it. I wore you on my lapel. Uh, yeah, very, very proud to sponsor, be sponsored by the Snooker Loopy podcast. Did you wear a waistcoat? No. Ah, you should have turned up in a proper waistcoat. I would have looked like a proper idiot if I did. <laughs> I think you would have really uh, psyched them out if you turned up in a real proper waistcoat. They would have been calling me the Hazelgrove sausage if I'd, uh, <laughs> if I'd been doing that. Oh, rightly so, mate. That's what you should be called. Yeah, well, absolutely. But uh, on the theme of my comeback, mm-hmm. best practice session of the year so far um, this weekend. First time I've played since the tournament um, and managed to knock in a... What, what, what was it? A fifty-two, a forty-six, a forty, and a thirty-nine. So wowie, that wasn't too bad. Mate, wasn't too bad. You could get on tour with this. I mean, it's a higher break than Stephen Hendry's had this <laughs> season. No, it's not. It's not really. I'm only joking, Stephen. Please have me on your channel to do the tough table challenge. Well, we've already got a video of you doing the Tough Table well, Challenge. I, know. I, I, I tried the Tough Table Challenge, got 24, uh, inevitably. 
when I, when I, the cameras weren't on. Uh, watch Luca Brussel do it this weekend on Stephen Hendry's channel. He managed, I think, sixteen in four attempts. Wowie! <laughs> which which you, you know I got sixteen quite a few times when we did it. Well, we had someone comment on the video if you were doing it on the YouTube channel saying Joe seems like a lovely man. I hope he gets his talk hard. <laughs> well, yes, I did read that. I don't know whether they were taking the mick or, um, or whether they think I'm a lot better than I actually am, Tom. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I talk the talk. You've reached a quarterfinal, mate. You must be quite good. I've reached a quarterfinal this season. Not many people can say that. <laughs> if anyone out there does genuinely want to sponsor Joe to enter Q School... Please don't. <laughs> Joe, this is not how you get a sponsor. Put the, put the money onto my Patreon or Tom's Patreon and we will we will do what we love a bit more often. <laughs> what I love is trying to turn Joe into a professional snooker player. Yeah. By forcing him to enter Q school against his will. <laughs> oh, dear. Ba-dum, bum. Speaking of amateur snooker, Joe, have you seen any yes. of the uh, the 900 that's on at the moment? Well, I was going to ask you about this. I did see the bit with uh, Dennis rolling back the years. He got to the final, didn't he? But um... well, Dennis, he got a high break of 48. Yeah. That's decent. I, I got a 52 the other day. No, no, but it was seriously impressive. I watched it. Um, obviously not live because it's on a stupid clock. Don't really know what the logic was behind that. Is it just that amateur snooker's work nine to five well dennis doesn't but most amateur snookers <laughs> snooker players work nine to five mm. and therefore need some time to to get there for 10 o'clock i mean dennis is usually tucked up in bed by that time i assume and <laughs> you know with a hot cup of horlicks so well it's, it's a strange tournament if anyone's not seen it it's basically <laughs> like an amateur tournament but it's streamed on youtube and on some sort of freeview tv channel Sporty, sporty stars or something like something that. Something weird yeah. like that. And it's um, basically slightly modified shootout rules. I think they play yeah, for... Yeah, it's like an amateur shootout, isn't it? They play for 15 minutes, which is 900 seconds, hence a 900. I think yep. they basically want a name that sounds a bit like the 100 to be like cricket. I think that's what they're probably going for. Oh, right. Well, I, I didn't twig that, so... <laughs> I presume that's what it was, to be honest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's a good point. Or they want to rip off the shootout and not get sued. Um, I don't know if Barry Hearn owns the rights to the shootout. I don't really know. I mean, I did I did fancy having a look at the, the 900. I feel like uh, I've watched some of, the, some of the play on there and... Would fancy me chances winning maybe one frame against some of them, but uh, you know, but it's a it's a high entry fee. Do you know what I mean? What's the it's entry just, fee for nine hundred? I, I thought it was at least five hundred pound, if what? not if not more. Which it's it's not much more to enter Q school. <laughs> Dennis is not paying that, is he? He's been. I'm sure. I'm sure it was something. I, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a hundred percent on that, but it was definitely a decent entry fee. For it. Well, and it's weird because I, 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 I don't know for sure, but I believe just from watching it, they have like a, a mix of people. They have some people who are like the legends of the game, who are just like older players, yeah. like Dennis Taylor, mm. uh, Tony Knowles turned up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A man called Les Dodd, the Yorkshire Ripper. Oh no, that's not his name, is it? <laughs> uh, oops. 
<laughs> no, not the <laughs> But yeah, they have a, they have a mixture of like older players, uh, some young players, some female players, some disabled players. They have those players who I presume are invited to have a yeah. a diverse group. And then there's other players who have to qualify. So I don't know how many qualification spots there even are for this tournament because... There's definitely a link somewhere. I'm currently in the process of trying to find it, Tom. Oh, do you know who I watched in the 900? Go on. Rodney Goggins. Rodney Goggins. Wow, the... Uh... What was he? The Corkshire sausage or something? He was the Wexford sausage. Oh, the Wexford sausage, yes. I watched Rodney Goggins and I was very excited on YouTube. I was just in the chat, just typing in capital letters, Goggins, Goggins. And (laughs) no one else was bothered, Joe. I don't know why. But um, I mean, you know what? I want to know who on earth this Lee the shirt is. Who's (laughs) Lee the shirt? Because we keep hearing about Lee the shirt being this amazing guy. Who is he? Well, yeah. Do you know Tom? He's one of the presenters. So, th- so they have um, they have Neil Folds on commentary with Lee the shirt. Someone, <laughs> Lee the shirt. Yeah. Like literally Lee the, shirt. the other day. Lee, Lee the the sausage shirt. Well, the other day when they had the players' names, the commentators' names, they had Rachel's name, who's the host on um, Eurosport quite a lot. Eurosport. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had Rachel. They had Neil Folds, and then under this Lee guy, it just said the shirt. As if that's his legal name now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but what what has he done? Is it was is he a former pro? <sighs> Shall we look him up? Shall we look him up? Well, I'm not sure you'll find anything for Lee the shirt. I'm going to be honest. Lee the shirt snooker, but his his main thing seems to be he wears lots of colourful shirts. Like on commentary, <sighs> uh, Neil Foles did say once he played a, a four session match where each session he came out wearing a different shirt. So, <laughs> a four-session match. Yeah, you don't tell me you got to the semi-final at the Crucible. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's just what Neil Fold said. He, oh my god, that shirt is horrific. It's like a bloody <laughs> fruit salad. I mean, sweet. this could be a new. This could be a new section of the podcast. Cue the fashion disaster. <laughs> I mean, he would be up up there. Oh, he, oh, Lee Richardson. He's got a cue tracker. Okay. Oh, he was a pro for 10 years, but then that was in the 90s. So in the 90s, you could just pay to be a pro, couldn't you? I think. Well, so you're just saying he's lauded. Is that what you're saying? Well, he's not got a Wikipedia page. Maybe someone, if you know who Lee, Lee is, Lee the shirt, let us know. Uh, but he's there presenting with Neil Folds. And there was a <laughs> there was a nice bit when they were predicting who they thought were going to win. And Neil Folds went, oh, I'm going to go for Rodney Goggins. And then uh, the shirt started saying something. And then the shirt went, oh, Neil, who are you going to go for? And he went, I've already said, I'm going to go for Rodney Goggins. You know, <laughs> the Goggins man. The, the Goggins man. <laughs> and I thought, that's a new nickname, the Goggins man. That's going straight on Wikipedia. So, Falls thought Rodney Goggins would win the whole event. No, what, no whatever the final was. Yeah, I think he was in the All final. Right. But I love how he, you know, I, I think it's, is it Jason Francis, the, the guy that, Runs it, and mm. he's one of he's Ronnie's manager, isn't he basically. But um, he, he's like ran the snooker legends tour for years, and and he's putting out odds of uh, of of the matches every single night. And I'm thinking, who, which sad git in this world is betting on the nine hundred? Who's betting on Rodney Goggins? I mean, we are Joe, clearly. <laughs> well, yes, Rodney. I want to be with Rodney. Oh, right, as well. yeah, I'll have That's Lee it. Stevens then. 
Well, you can't change... Listen, either you've got an opinion or you just go the opposite to me. I, I, but I'm saying it's too difficult to call this yeah. one. I mean, it really it really is. Both their long games were good. I mean, I... Yeah. You know, they're both the top amateurs. <laughs> we'll get there, folks. We're both we'll top there. amateurs. Who are you going for then? Goggins, the Goggins man. Like his game. I, yeah, well, I like, good, a, I like the, both their games. They're I both like, attacking. Honestly, they, they yeah. are... Uh, I'm... I'm Lee Stevens. Yeah, you've had too much cocoa, I think. <laughs> um... But it's strange because they they do mention the betting quite a lot. So clearly, it's just a glorified betting tournament, from what I can see. Maybe, maybe it's a big money laundering scheme. Who knows, Tom? Joe, do you, if you want them to let you in the tournament, you can't <laughs> throw can't, these accusations yeah, around. I can't keep calling people lant, can I? Really. Money launderers. But they've got uh, Michaela Tab. She's refereeing it. Yes, yeah, of course. So she won't referee at the Crucible, but she's perfectly happy to turn up with the 900, which is interesting. Well, she does referee at the Crucible, but just for the seniors. Yes, that's true. So Very strange. I don't know what you're talking about, basically. And there was a video um, I saw on, on Twitter of... Uh, a man called Les Dodd, who's a former yes. pro, and he... I've heard Dennis talk about him before. They were just stood waiting for the coin toss, and then he just goes, <laughs> and he makes <laughs> Michaela Tab like, basically poo herself. It's hilarious. <laughs> Why has he done that? I don't know. He clearly just thought it would be a laugh. Oh, dear. I'll try and find it for you so I can send it. But properly, just... <laughs> Uh, I don't know what Les Dodd looks like, but... He's just an old man. He's an old man. He's an old man with no hair. (laughs) Yeah, but I know Dennis talks about him a lot in commentary, and I know he does does a lot of cue management, like tips and whatever. He won, though. He won the match. It was very bizarre. (laughs) The great Les Dodd. I found the entry fee. It's not quite far, 600 quid. It's £60 per event that you are in and then a £25 fee for your shirt. So, yeah, it's not quite as extortionate as I said, but I suppose, you know, if you were going to all eight events, that would be 60, 60 times eight, which is £480 plus £25 for the shirt so it would be about 500 quid if you entered all eight events i think you should enter and do like a behind the scenes vlog about it yeah but it's in reading thomas uh, uh, thomas <laughs> tom it's in uh joe goes all formal when we talk about money he just goes really uh... especially when we talk about reading <laughs> <laughs> we can get you there mate i want to see you play against les dodd you've got a way to qualify anyway to get onto the telly so are you going to enter the 900, Joe? I think that should be your next goal. No. Oh, why? I mean, because that's weird, actually, because mm. you say it's 60 quid, but that can be surely one frame, and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's mad. Which is, I think loads of people kicked off about it, and he went, well, hang on a minute, there's a, a, a 10 grand prize pot, and you're going on Sky TV, and... Oh, but they're making money, aren't they? They're making... Oh, well, surely, you wouldn't do it if it, mm. if you weren't. Yeah, have you so have you watched much of the nine hundred? Have you have you been Not really, no, not live certainly. I've you know, I see it now and again on my X feed, but uh Yeah. Not bothered. Not 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 desperately. If there's a player that's in the in the lineup that I'm interested in, like Dennis or Joe Johnson, 
Patsy Fagan was playing the other day, you know. He was. Um, he almost won a couple of matches. Yeah. I think, you know, I'd be more I'd more interested in that, but that that's just essentially the senior snooker. And, I mean, Dennis Taylor has had more comebacks than Captain Goodspeed at this point. Like, you know. Are you in a comparison, then, for Dennis Taylor? You think he's trying to... <laughs> yeah, well, maybe. Maybe that's what, what he aspires to. <laughs> Don't know why, but he does. He'll, he'll turn up at the next Hazel Grove tournament. Well, I mean, if he does, that would be very weird, but... But what I don't like, right, is that Dennis did a big thing saying he was going to retire from competitive that, snooker. That's exactly what I mean, yeah. yeah. He made Rob Walker cry for no reason now. <laughs> Which... I guess you could argue the 900 isn't competitive snooker. It's it's amateur snooker. But then World Seniors isn't professional. Is it? I mean, they're playing for money, though. They mentioned the fact that winner gets 500 quid, so that's surely yeah. competitive. Even though I guess it's not traditional snooker. So would he still play in the shootout? <laughs> I hope he does. I hope he World does. Snooker a... Tour, please to let Dennis honest, in the shootout. Most, play- most players in the shootout. I would love them to let Dennis in the shootout. Let Dennis that's in. That's the sort of thing they should do in, in the shootout, is... Bring legends of the game into it. Mm. You know, have eight wildcard spots for eight legends of the game and have Dennis, Tony Knowles, Stephen Hendry. <laughs> Lee the shirt. Davis, you know, Lee the shirt. <laughs> exactly. Neil Folds. Fergal O'Brien. Oh, wait, he is a professional. <laughs> um, and he's not a legend. No, only joking, oh. Fergal. No, we like Fergal. The poor baby face sausage. It's been a yeah. thrilling night of snooker. I've really enjoyed it. And uh, Neil, you're still in good position. Do you want to remind us who you tipped? Well, I mean, I, like everyone else in the world, including Neil Robertson, who's now two from three, I tipped Billy Castle, but I've got the Gogmeister General. Goggins. Still there, isn't he? He certainly is. And uh, odds for the final, 8-11, to 11, Rodney Goggins and Andy Lavin, even money. So. Oh, what's this, John Virgo? Countdown. Oh, he's in, he was in Dictionary Corner. What? John Virgo, last week, I'm assuming. Oh, no, this week he's been in Dictionary Corner. <laughs> Hang on. Well, well, Colin. <laughs> Sorry, I just edited the audio of uh, Virgo into the podcast. Eh? People may have heard it very briefly. He just said, well, Colin, for some reason. <laughs> well, Susie... <laughs> I mean, this is this is uh, cue the laughter territory. This <laughs> somebody said, "Where's the cue going?" <laughs> Where the, the, the consonant. <laughs> oh, that's a cracker. Where's the cue going? Said JV when there was a cue, but no U in the selection. <laughs> <laughs> he does a Ted Lowe impression in this video. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, I think that was one of the main reasons the snooker became popular. And funnily enough, we are all to Sir David Attenborough. He was the head of BBC Two at the time, and he thought colour television was just coming in, pop black, like the colours of the snooker table, and uh, that's how pop black first got aired on the BBC. Yeah. And, of course, gave uh, licence to Ted Lowe saying, for those of you in black and white, the yellow's behind the blue. <laughs> you know? 
for those of you in black and white. How do you know you uh, could do dear. Ted Low? <laughs> I can do anybody, Tom. I can't really. Can we have, a, can we, can we have a thing of uh, Ask Dennis, where I asked Dennis why he did the Snooker 900? No. Dennis, why did you do the Snooker 900 after you made Rob Walker cry? Well, I certainly wasn't doing it for the money, Tom. Thieving, thieving so-and-sos. <laughs> you... No, that's it, that's it. It's closed for the day, Tom. But closed for the day. This is what everyone comes to the podcast for now. Yes, well, they've had a John Virgo. They they can't also have Dennis. He can't have any more problems. He can't have any more. If my car breaks down, he's jinxed me. Listen, he's got a tough, he's got enough on his hands with Nigel Bond, doesn't he? Without yeah. both going and you picking him mm. up, uh, so those matches will all be priced up. But probably tomorrow, I guess. Just checking out with the boss. Um, right, I've given you time. Are you going with the Gogmeister as well, or? Well, I can't. <laughs> it's not when you call him that. I can't. Um, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with AB. Okay. You know, I've I've got to go for um for Andy well, Lavin. Got, oh yeah, he be yeah. yeah be, I thought you meant yeah, Alfie Burton. Yeah, yeah Alfie Burton because he's, he's called he's called Andy Lavin, and uh, yeah. I'm thinking if you've gone for the Gogmaster, Gogmaster, I can't the even Gogmaster say it. General, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, no one's ever called it before. I, I did say Rodney life. might win this at the beginning of the evening. Not oh, yeah. just okay, so you know. Um, I... Oh, Joe, do you want to do uh, cue the laughter? Oh, go on. What I've got, we have different things that come to us in cue the laughter. Some of it is just weird. Some of it is. <laughs> Things from the olden times that I think you might actually buy. So this is one of those. Me? I think you all might actually buy this. And this was inspired... Tony, you know me, I never ever buy anything that you uh, suggest to me. <laughs> he says, well, two foot from a Stuart Bingham massive oh, card. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, he, know, he knows what, he, what I'm into at the minute, doesn't he? <laughs> Well, you did a video of you oh, opening God. football trading cards, and these are... <laughs> I've just seen Peter Ebden's. <laughs> and this is a snooker trading card. There's Peter Ebden there. There's... Have a look at Peter Ebden's. Have you seen him? He looks more like Zlatan Ibrahimovic or something. <laughs> I love how they've got Terry with a, a cigarette in his hand. I mean, how many cards is there in there? That's why I want to know. <laughs> Look at Darren Morgan. He looks like he's eighteen been... cards. Ah, oh, nah, that Darren Morgan. I mean, who's that? That's James Watner, Alan Robertu, Stephen Hendry. I mean, look at his lip. Parrot. I thought I seen Parrot on another one. Ga- How's Gary Wilkinson on that front page? I suppose you'd be able to move them, wouldn't Willie Thorne? Yeah, you, Ronnie. yeah, you'll, you'll be you'll be able to move it when you buy it, Joe. Yeah. Dennis, Steve. Alan McManus. Be look how small Alan McManus's feet are. <laughs> Steve J. I didn't know Steve James looked like that. <laughs> Nigel Bond. Look at him. Ah, Darren Morgan. That's who I thought John Parrott was. You can put Nigel Bond with your uh, James Bond collectibles. No, you know what, Tom? As much as I'm into that at the moment, that that's m- nearly a pound. Uh, 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 a card. It's the complete set, Joe. It's in the... Oh, look where it's from. Located in Sheffield, United Kingdom. It's in a collector's album. No. 
I can't. <laughs> I can't. Are you so? Are you not going to buy these trading cards and do a do a do a an opening as, on as YouTube? As tempting as it is, like, oh, now you've suggested doing a YouTube video. Oh, I reckon you can make an offer and get it cheaper. Oh well, it doesn't say make an offer. It's just got buy it now. Sometimes if you watch it, the, the seller will send you an Go offer. Go on then, I'll watch it and we'll see if I get a, an offer on it. <laughs> this is my favourite type of uh, cue de laughter, where it's me trying to make Joe buy snooker stuff. <laughs> I don't particularly enjoy this time. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, Rachel definitely doesn't enjoy this part of the podcast. No, but she'll understand when she knows it's for a, a, yeah. a YouTube unboxing. I mean, you know, this might make the difference. I can collect 15 nectar points on this. Wow, well, there we go, mate. So I'd say it's worth it. I mean, there's a different set. <laughs> what? There's, there's a different set of these, right? Mm-hmm. Tom, have a look at this. There's bloody Eddie Charlton. <laughs> in cricket pads. What? Why? I assume because he's Australian. Well, like a crossover sport version. Yeah, and then you've just got Steve Davis, then Silvino Francisco, Joe Johnson, Alex Higgins. Oh, they're the bad, John. They're 40% off. And there's 20 cards in there. <laughs> no collector binder, though. Are they a different set, then? I think so. These are 1988. I wonder if they're... <laughs> well, there we go. If you want Joe to buy them, comment below, and uh, I reckon he'll buy them. <laughs> you reckon, do you? I think so. Do you think it's inevitable? Yes. I'm, I wonder if these used to come in cigarette packets, because that used to be a thing, didn't it? In cigarette packets, they used to be... It says embassy on them. Yeah. So I wonder if, um, like... Because that used to be a thing where you used to get cigarette cards in... Because, you know, I'm such a heavy smoker, Tom. Yep. And I'm from the 1980s, so I, I know that. Why does Terry Griffiths look like Alan Partridge? <laughs> oh, we shouldn't talk about Alan Partridge at the moment. He's uh, playing another character in uh, a BBC drama at the moment, <laughs> I, I believe. Yeah, let's stay away from that at the moment, shall we? Um... <laughs> yeah, we don't want to be trending with those sorts, do we? <laughs> Eddie Charlton's got something on his head. He's got someone surfing on his head. Because he's Australian. It's just completely racist. <laughs> it was a different time, Joe. It a was different a, time, yeah. A different time, clearly. But there we go, Joe. For this episode, that's our cue to laughter. It's snooker trading cards. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. More rubbish to add to my collection. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Right, Joe. Cue the music. Mm-hmm. I thought today... I'm worried now. Today we'd listen to a bit of uh, Mark Selby. <clears throat> a wonderful Satnav Selby. Yep. The jester from Leicester. And, uh, I mean, I've got... I found a couple of choices here. I'll let you choose the the song if you like, Joe. Do you want to hear him singing Losing My Religion, Chasing Cars, Sweet Caroline? No. Or something by Dean Martin at his wedding, apparently. Let's go for Chasing Cars. Uh, Are you a big fan of Snow Patrol? 
Not desperately, but better than some of the other songs. All right, you ready to have a listen to uh, Chasing Cars? Oh, he's all uh, he's all suited and booted. Apparently, this is at the World Snooker Awards in 2016. Um, I mean, you can see it's a packed out crowd. Yeah, they've got. A, I mean, they've got a chandelier and everything. They've got a live band. Hang on a minute. Hang on. Is that Stan Moody on the bass guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that's Dominic Dale on the left of uh, two to the left of Mark Selby. That looks like Dominic Dale on the guitar. Do you think? I don't think it is, but and then Danny Dyer's to the left of Mark Selby. It's the pop supergroup we all didn't know we want, but now we we now have. And Liam Highfield's on the right to Mark Selby. Yeah, well, he does think he's an oasis anyway. So correct. Should we give it a go? Yeah, let's give it a listen. If I lay here, if I just lay here, would you lie with me and just forget the word? Don't spoil it, lads. I don't quite know how to say. I have a lot to say already. <laughs> Is this reminding you of seeing uh, Gary Barlow live, or uh, more like seeing uh, old videos of Gary Glitter? That <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't reference him or Savile too much. <laughs> We're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Joe Perry's in the background. Look on the right. Oh. And that's Barry Hawkins as well. Like right on the right of the screen. You yeah. can see Barry Hawkins and Joe Perry. Are they singing along? Joe Perry is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cue the music bonus with Joe Perry as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's two people canoodling in the middle of the screen. I don't know who that is. Looks like Martin Gould. (laughs) (laughs) It could well be Martin Gould. I mean, why are they doing that right in the middle of the dance floor? That's really weird. Ain't Martin Gould's got to take it when he can get it, mate. (laughs) You know, my mum used to say that Martin Gould looked like um, Billy Mitchell from EastEnders. (laughs) I think my brother said he looks like uh, Baldrick from Blackadder. <laughs> oh, there's, there's a woman loving it next to a guy that looks suspiciously like Willie Thorne. So, Joe, what do you right. think of that? Well, Tom, I have a lot to say about that performance from Mark Selby. And, it, you know, it was nowhere near as horrendous as I thought it would be. However, you can tell he thinks he is better than he is. Good singing. Oh, I feel like you turned into Simon Cow. Well, the pants are high. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are, Joe. I've often thought that about you. Oh, exactly. All the comments on yeah. YouTube are very positive. Like, wow, his voice is awesome. Mark Selby, a man of many talents. Awesome voice. 
you know what? It, it was it was okay. It was it was it was fine. But it was just how he was like singing certain words. It, it, you know, it wasn't proper karaoke. It wasn't in the spirit of karaoke. It was like somebody that gets up there, they can sing a little bit, and they're just, they're trying to sing it properly. And I think that takes a bit of the fun away from karaoke. I don't know about you, Tom. Do you feel? And I I feel this a bit. He was secretly angling for a record deal. I think he wants to follow in the footsteps of Peter Ebden, of um, the Matchroom Mob, and all those mm. other former world champions who we've heard release songs. I think he wants to release an album. Yeah, possibly. I mean, maybe he wants to create a Matchroom Mob with Joe Perry and Barry Hawkins <laughs> and Martin Gould. <laughs> but... Uh... Who were all present that day, by the way. If anybody that's wondering why am I bringing up those three individuals, we think we spotted Martin Gould canoodling in the middle of the dance floor. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But can't be sure. And then Barry Hawkins and Joe Perry looked absolutely thrilled to be there. Joe Perry was actually singing along to some uh, some of the lines of the song. He was, yeah. He was. He seemed to be enjoying it. Maybe, um... They'll do a tour. Would you go see them on tour? Oh. You know, I mean, I would barely go and watch them play snooker. So I don't, I don't know if I would go and watch them sing. It's, I mean, it's, it's a shame, really, because no Mark Selby singing is going to be as good as the Mark Selby snooker song. Mm, that's very true. Unless he sung the song himself. But... <laughs> yeah, that would be absurd. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would buy it. Right, should we get to ratings? What do you What do you think, Tom? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm. I mean, it's a fairly dire song, really, which does harm <laughs> it. It does harm it quite a lot. Like if if you want someone to sing a song to get you going at a party, you don't want Snow Patrol. So I think I'm going to have to give it a five. Oh, you know what? It. <laughs> If he wasn't trying to oversing it, it might have been a seven or an eight, but I'm going to give him a six for that. Oh, well, I mean, I would happily listen to more of Mark Selby singing in a future episode, but um, <laughs> chasing cars. That might be the pinnacle, Tom. Oh, my God, do you think? Might be. It's a very monotone song in terms, you know, you don't have to have a particularly large range to sing that song. Can you sing it? Not now. Can you sing it as Dennis Taylor? No. Snooker, loopy nuts are we. Keep going, keep going! (laughs) No. Oh, come on, please, please. If I just lay here. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. That's all you're getting out of me, Tom. <laughs> and that is why people come to this podcast, mate, to hear Dennis Taylor. Yeah. What other podcast yeah, me, out me there? A fool of myself. What other podcast out there has Dennis Taylor singing "Chasing Cars" by Snow Patrol? Nothing. Uh, correct. <laughs> uh, which other podcast has Dennis singing "Snooker Loopy" every episode? I would say none. No, I've not heard them. <laughs> In your face, <laughs> official snooker podcast. Yeah, because nobody else is mental enough to spend sixty pound on a cameo from Dennis 
with just the lyrics of a song in the <laughs> message. <laughs> I genuinely thought he was just going to re- reject it. <laughs> you know what? You need to send the same one to John Virgo and see what happens. Because if he goes, that's going to be brilliant. Where's the cue ball going? <laughs> I will, um... <laughs> Sorry to headphone users, by the way. No, no, they, they deserve to be deafened by <laughs> John Virgo's beautiful singing. <laughs> They're just going, hang on, I was listening to a podca- podcast a minute ago. and Hang uh, on. They're, they're like... Mary, me, uh, me, me headphones have stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this um, new character? Yeah, I don't know who Mary is. <laughs> Somebody who's married well, to was, Mary. That was, that was Derek, one of our viewers. Oh, hello, yeah. Derek. Thank you for tuning in. Um, well, you can't hear us anymore, Tom. That's been... the whole point. That's the that's the sketch. <laughs> he's been deafened by John Virgo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it wasn't me. John Virgo's gonna get a get a letter through suing him for for, for deafening him, deafening Derek. Tell you what, Joe. What I would do. <laughs> what? I've said. What I've said. Do? I've said this before, but I'm gonna do it. What are you gonna do? Uh, you're worrying me now. <laughs> next episode, the, mm. the Halloween special next week. I will attempt to return. With John Virgo singing Snooker Loopy. Tom, you've got a week to do this. No, John Virgo. John Virgo has a week <laughs> to do Virgo this. John Virgo has a week. Okay. And no, Tom, I'm not doing an impression of the oh! song. So that, yeah. Was that your plan? No, it, it was a plan. <laughs> it was one of your plans. Okay. It will cost me about fifty quid to get Virgo to do it. Will you? Will you do it for thirty quid, Joe? Will I do it for 30 quid? Yeah. <gasps> I've just realised what we should do. We should set up a memo, a a one of those things for you to do video messages as Dennis Taylor. No. Mate, we could make big money doing this. If the real Dennis is 60 quid... Tom, we can. we have about five fans that listen to this podcast. <laughs> and I think only two of them would be interested in this. Mate, that's... 60 quid you'll get. Yes, and then we're going to waste it on getting John Virgo to <laughs> sing Snooker Loopy. Let us know. Comment below if you would pay to get Joe to give you a video message as Dennis Taylor. And we're going to get a lot of comments. A lot of people are going to be very interested. Sure. <laughs> I've never seen Joe less enthusiastic, but there we go. Yeah, you've officially lost it now, Tom. I'll set it up, mate. I'll set up a profile for you. <laughs> no, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> set one up for yourself. I can't... We want to hear your Dennis Taylor impression. Come on. Hello, I'm Dennis Taylor. There we go. That sounded more like Willie Thorne. <laughs> oh, good. See, I can't, I can't do it. I'm not the impression talent here, Joe. I am the finding stupid things to... Force you to Come buy talent. Give it another go, Tom. What does he say? Oh, there's, 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 there's Vicky. There's, 
That's more Northern Irish. Is he Northern Irish? He is Northern Irish. Yeah, he is Northern Irish. Dorris. Vicky. I thought, I thought, that sounds like Fergal. I mean, it sounds like I've made Dennis Taylor join the IRA, which... Um, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, dear. There's, there's Vicky. It's more. Yeah. That's more Mark Allen, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. got a lilt to his voice. There's... There. There. Oh, there's Vicky. There. There's Vicky. There's Vicky. There's Vicky. You've got to get the breathing oh. as well, like that. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's oh. Vicky. Oh. Evening... <laughs> Evening, Hazel. Oh, Hazel. Uh, <laughs> there's the great Les Dodd. There's pa- scaring the life out of Michaela Tab. There is beautiful. One of our greatest referees. There is beautiful Patsy Fagan. <laughs> there's Patsy Fagan in the crowd. Oh, it's it's actually not Patsy Fagan. There is. Do you remember that, uh, Tom? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> Well, you, I could have sworn that was Patsy Fagan. <laughs> what has this podcast descended into? There's, there is Mark Mark Selby singing Snow Patrol. <laughs> right now he's turning into Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Sean Murphy. Sean 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 Murphy. The magician Sean Murphy. Yes. <laughs> Can you do uh, N- Nigel Bond saying the name is Bond, Nigel Bond, but as Sean Connery? <laughs> <laughs> the name's Bond, Nigel Bond. Yes. That was brilliant. I genuinely think we should get you a memo at impressions thing. Thanks. Uh, comment below Thanks. what what you'd want to ask Dennis Taylor, and I'll ask Dennis... Uh, or, or ask Sean Connery. Uh, <laughs> or John Virgo. This is post his teeth surgery. Yeah. Or John Virgo, yeah. Who else can you do? I don't know, to be honest. Rob Walker? <laughs> no, I can't really Brutal. do Rob Walker. I, I, I'd need to think... I'll have to work on Rob Walker, because uh, he's an interesting character. <laughs> that is saying the least. <laughs> well, look at this carpet. <laughs> Simply sublime. That's his. Uh, that's a bit more. Bit Let's more... get the boys on the base. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's probably about the best I can do. I can't do a Cockney accent really. I know he's not Cockney, but you know, Southern general Southern accent. There's a great Patsy Fagan. He's here in all the sessions. UK champion in 1977. It was his birthday just a few days ago as well. Happy returns, Patsy. You got your earpiece in now. Probably haven't got it turned on. Doesn't want to fall asleep. Fagan, but it wasn't Patsy Fagan. 
Yes, it's double. He's got a double in today. Anything else you want to say, Joe, before the end of the podcast? I, I think... don't know. I think I want to escape before I'm roped into anything else. To be I honest. think this has been one of the best podcasts anyone has ever <laughs> recorded. Well, I... the viewing figures will say it all, Tom. Okay, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always. It has. Yes, no, thank you, Tom. And uh, obviously a lot of snooker coming up as well. I mean, we haven't talked a lot about the real-life snooker. <laughs> but We spent um... more time talking about the 900 than any of the free ranking events I think we've had recently. <laughs> but the UK Championship will be starting reasonably soon, um, in, in about a month's time, and that's when... The proper snooker season gets underway, I think, is uh, is how I would say it. I think you're right. We'll look forward to that. And um, let us know below what you want to ask Dennis Taylor. It's going to be fabulous, isn't it? Good job. This is going to be a cracking episode. It's it's a cracker. It's a cracker. I'm going to pick it up one day. Just you wait. <laughs> you just need to listen to him enough. Enough of his rambles. No, but I think you've clearly got an ear for it, for impressions. That not everyone has. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, don't know. I've been told I've been good. I'm good at impressions. You are. Everyone loves your Dennis impression. Yeah, I think they like laughing at me, Tom. That's what it is. They're I, laughing at my expense. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> I think JV's ears aren't what they are. I think if he listened to your Dennis impression, he'd think it was the actual <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> Anything about John Virgo's <laughs> hearing? Well, he's an old man. <laughs> right, that's just shot any chance of John Virgo ever coming on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, are you implying that because he's now on Countdown, he's an old man? Well, that and the grey hair. <laughs> I think you should phone him up as Dennis Taylor. I don't think he'd know the difference. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, he's just at the top of my contacts. He's on speed dial. 